Hey, this is Wanderlust Zen, and this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast. The podcast all things about travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. With me today, somewhere in a university on the West Coast, is Katharina, the all-knowing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily, the enlightened. Ooh, I like that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, once again, if you travel internationally, one of the given things that we have to deal with is airports. And like the Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal, we all know that some strange, some bad, and sometimes wonderful things happen there. And being the avid travelers that we are, we have some of those stories. So, if you would, put your seat in an upright position, <laughs> put your ta uh, trade tables up, and fasten your seatbelt. Our captain has a quick sponsor announcement and we'll be telling some airport tales shortly afterwards. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. So, st stories. Do we want to start with the good or the bad? Or a favorite? Whatever. Or the favorite. Oh. I don't know. I'll, choose, I'll let you choose. Why don't you? Well, my anecdote was... Kind, it's kind of leans towards the bad side. Okay. Yeah. So recently, what month are we in now? We're in October. No, we're not in October. We're in November. 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 Holy smokes, right? Um, we're in November. So back in September, I went to Israel. And on the way back from Israel, back to LA, um, we had a layover in Moscow. So we knew this ahead of time. It was an overnight layover. Um, and we were flying out the next day at like noon or something like that. So we had a decent amount of time. To supposedly go out and see, like, the Red Square, the Kremlin, all that stuff. Oh, wow. You're brave. Yes. Um, what we did not plan on was needing a visa to actually <laughs> enter. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I guess somewhere along the lines, that kind of just slipped through the cracks, needing a visa. Like, that research, just we didn't think about it. So we booked a hotel to stay in. We knew we were staying overnight. We had, like, a plan to what we wanted to see and everything. Um, and we get to the airport at, like, 9 p.m. We go to, through customs, and the guy on the other side of the mirror, he goes, you don't have a visa. And so we're like, oh, but we're only here for, like, a layover. And he goes, okay, so go go to the other, I don't know, the other area. It's, like, the transport, like, the transit place. So we go over there. Same thing. You guys don't have a visa. You can't, you can't come in. So we were stuck in in the Moscow airport overnight, <laughs> unplanned. And, oh, and for part of a day because you're yeah. wanting to go do stuff. It yeah. really was. Um, so it was an adventure. It was like, had we known that we were going to stay there overnight, it would have been totally fine because the Moscow airport's really big. Everything is open 24 hours. And oh, it would have been good. very enjoyable. Right. Had we known that we were going to stay there. Yeah. Do they have a hotel there? Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. So that was the issue because we were talking to the um, the airport people like, what are we supposed to do? Were you like booked a hotel? We were supposed to like leave and stay in this hotel. Yeah. So what do you like? Are you going to what are you going to do for us? So they told us they have um, what are they called? Like sleep cabins or like mm -hmm. like those single bedroom sort of um, 
hotels. Yeah, um, not a capsule. Capsule, like, yeah, a capsule hotel. Oh, so they yeah, were yeah, like yeah. the cocoon ones. Right, so yeah, they like were like, cocoon. we yeah. have capsule hotels, and we've never stayed in one. We've I've only heard of them and like uh-huh. seen them on the news, not the news, but like, you know, yeah. I've never online, seen, online yes. Um, so we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, uh, we had all night to ourselves, of course, so we literally walked the entire terminal, or the entire, almost the entire airport, just like looking at our options for what to stay in. So we passed by the first capsule hotel, which was literally like, they would um, oh pull gosh. open kind of like a garage door. And that was like, oh that was your bed. <laughs> no, yeah. really? Were they stacked? Um, or were they more? It was a hallway. Okay, so it was a hallway. Yeah. Almost like a, um, um, so like a storage unit. Yes, it was like storage <laughs> units. <laughs> How big was the bed? Is it a twin? It's or? like a twin. Okay. Yeah. So that was one option. And then we kept walking. And we saw another one that was like, looked very futuristic, like you were on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was all white. Um, there's like, you can see inside. So I guess like when you stay inside, you can close the window or whatever. Um, (laughs) but we looked into one of the empty ones and they had like a full like TV screen, AC unit and all this stuff. And so that one costs a little bit more, but a little bit claustrophobic. Uh, more than the other one? I don't know. In a different way, I think. Interesting. Did they have windows? Did though? Did the garage door have a window? No, on the garage doors did not have a window. Ooh. Yeah. Oh god. Ooh. So you're pretty much it's just the bed. It was just the bed. There's no room to put like anything else. No. You just you walk in, it's the mattress. Yes. And oh same with god. the spaceship place. Oh god. <laughs> the spaceship place. <laughs> and then we'd ask them like, where do you keep your luggage? Because we had uh-huh. our carry-ons and everything. And they got your check bags. Did you so have we didn't them? have any check bags. Okay, that's good. Which was nice. Do we not have to worry about that? But they were like, oh, we just leave them at the front desk. And the front desk is like a free for all area. Oh, oh like it's no. <laughs> um, so we kept walking because we're like, maybe no. not. And there were three of us too. Well, you guys like, would sleep with it in the bed. Yeah, no. So we finally made it to an actual hotel, which was like very fascinating to me because I've never seen a hotel in an yeah, airport. This sounds like they have so many, probably because of the visa issue. I don't even know if that many people run into this issue or if people just tend to have a long layover oh, right. there. I have been seeing more and more places that have hotels in there, and some of them are like truly luxury hotels. Wow. I haven't been to all of them, but I mean any of them, but I have seen there, it's kind of the growing trend to do to, to have these kind of luxury yeah, hotels Yeah, it's spots. really nice, actually. Yeah. If you, like again, if you knew that, that was going to happen, um, this hotel was like, I'd say maybe three stars max maybe okay. two stars it was like so, so there was oh. three of us uh-huh. so we needed a place that had more than just one bed um yeah. so it was like the higher end and they charged by the hour um and so and then we wanted a window so that cost a little bit more how much was it per hour i can't remember actually i think maybe like total i think we stayed there for like 10 hours oh that's give or interesting take. I don't remember how much it was. It was fairly affordable. Okay. It's like it a wasn't... Japanese love hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, no. Um, but it was funny because we wanted the window, so we had, like, the upgrade. And then we got into our <laughs> we got into our room, and we opened the... We can't open the window. They just have shades. So we opened the shades or the blinds, and we looked across, and it was like, that was a hotel we were supposed to stay at. Oh, <laughs> it was no. like you were trapped in prison. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. So was this, like, more of an, like, actual room? Yes. So this actually had, like, one double bed, one twin. It had a bathroom and a shower. Okay. So it was nice. It was, like, decent for one night. Yeah. Unplanned. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's my story. But on, I guess, like, 
a good note. Um, we actually have like priority pass through our visa. Oh yeah, yeah. So we just like for guess food, to lounges. for yeah. food, we just did like a little lounge hopping. Okay, well, all that's food. good. Yeah, oh, man, so that's, fine. that's crazy. I don't, I don't know how I would deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was frustrating just like actually talking to the airline people because we're like, we're supposed to get out. No one told us because when we booked yeah. the hotel, we we're like, do we need to do anything else? Um, you know, like travel wise or anything, they're like, no, you're fine. So we just took their word for it and didn't. Did they refund you? No. Oh no. I mean, it was like maybe a hundred, hundred twenty dollars or something. Bad. But still, yeah, not what you that's want. A bummer. Yeah. Okay. Who has a good story? <laughs> that was a little bummer. That's a that's an interesting yeah. story. I'll do the story of the weird. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, this took place. I I can't tell you the year. I mean, I would say it's roughly about a decade ago. But I can't tell you what day of the year it was. It was Christmas. And I'm trying to figure out, I believe I was going from Hong Kong to Taiwan. So, it's, you know, if you're a traveler, you know that one of the best days, if you're trying to get a cheap flight, is to go during some of the holidays. And even in Asia, um, you know, Hong Kong does celebrate um, Christmas. So the thing is, flying out is a good day So because it's inex- inexpensive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And um, so we're in the uh, Hong Kong International Airport on Lantau Island. And my wife and her are kind of like, okay, we checked in. Now we're kind of like trying to figure out where to go to the gates. And it's like, oh, we should get some food along the way. And then we start hearing bagpipes. And I'm like asking my wife, it's like, hey, do do you hear that? (laughs) Because the sound of bagpipes are... Not unlike anything else. Right. And on top of it, you can definitely tell. I mean, you, you think that a bagpipe sounds terrible on a stereo or like a television. They sound even worse in person. So it, it, had oh, a, no. it has a very, it's like, that's a live bagpipe. And it's not just like one bagpipe. It's like multiple bagpipes. And it starts getting louder and louder and louder. And um, we're in a large terminal area. It was like a common area. And we're looking to where the entrance where all this bagpipe noises are coming out coming from and a bunch of Asian Santa Clauses <laughs> come through the doorway. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh my gosh. what in the world? And they have Santa's elves who were um, young women who no were the way. Santa's elves. <laughs> and they're kind of marching along. And behind them is maybe about two dozen Asian bagpipers in full regalia with the kilts oh, and the, the hats. And, and they're all playing bagpipes in marching on formation and waving to everyone like oh it's a, pri- a parade in yeah. the airport and i actually got my video camera out and actually started videotaping it's it's the most surreal so video I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. and and so they just kind of marched through the terminal and i i followed them for a little bit and then they just kept i don't even know where they went so it, okay first asian santas yes yeah asian women santa elves Asian bagpipers in an airport during Christmas. Yeah. I, it was the most surreal combination of things I have ever seen. And I got photos to prove this. I, I'll, I'll put them up on social media. Yeah. So, like, I'll put them on Instagram. So. Were they workers of the airport? Or was this, like, a random group? I have no that we're just catching a, <laughs> catching, <laughs> catching a flight. Yeah, it, oh my god! Just catching a flight. I know. Yeah, like they flew in for this parade. Now they're just finishing up their parade, and now they're going oh, like to the next airport. I don't know. <laughs> Could you imagine being on that plane? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, with all his bagpipes. With all the bagpipes. And they're all drinking scotch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? So that was kind of one of the weirdest experiences. I actually forget about airports. That's one of the weirdest experiences <laughs> I've <period>. actually period. <laughs> it just happened to take place in the airport. And to this day, I haven't quite figured this out. I probably should um, like do a Google search and see if it ever shows up. See if anyone else yeah. reported yeah, Exactly. So. Interesting. Next. Mine um, is a shorter story. Mine was a short story. I have a short story. I'm, I don't know if I already mentioned it, though. Um, when I was flying to China, I was told before you land in China to take an Advil before you land because they do a temperature scan of you. Yes. Huh? Yeah. So you walk, like you don't even really realize it's a scanner. I mean, if you're looking for it, you notice it's like a, almost like a gate that you're walking through, like a very thin gate you walk through and it checks your temperature. Why do they do that? So if your temperature is high, then you go to quarantine. Oh. And they don't let you sick. in the country until they sh- ensure that Ooh. you don't have something really bad. Okay. Yeah. So that would be a no nightmare. To like, yeah. Okay. So I just took Advil and I did it and that was like the weirdest thing I've ever experienced at an airport. I have a similar story. So I was in Hong Kong and they have the same kind of quarantine system. And when you leave Hong Kong... No problem. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was going to the special economic zone, uh, Shenzhen, and we had a tour guide. And it was kind of like, you know, you see the movies where you got these, like, guides who are trying to get you out of a city, like a war-torn city. <laughs> you know, it was this kind of thing. It's like, that. you know, before we were leaving, it's like, he was like, okay, before we go, does anyone have a cold? And it's, you know, no, no one has a cold. If you have a cold, you need to let me know. The reason why you got to let me... It, it was like a debriefing. Yeah. yeah. He goes, if you have a cold or a cough or anything, I need to know this immediately. The reason why is if you have that, you will not be able to get back into Hong Kong. Um, so on the way out. So do not... And so we went through this whole series like... Don't worry about it. I know how to get you back oh in. Oh, my God. So, but when you're going from uh, from Hong Kong into um, the special economic zone, they and this was years ago, they, they actually had scanners. So you can actually see yourself walking through something, and you can see on a big screen there was a halo. They actually, it was like a halo, and you could see, you know, like you, you see the radiant pictures mm-hmm. where you can see temperatures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you walk through, and you can see the radiant um, they were like how much how hot you were and if you were going too red they would pull you off into quarantine and so once again and on the way back in so we we had a beautiful tour and it was wonderful to spend time in china and such and i believe this was the time of the um swine flu oh, so there no. there was extra um precautions yeah. so he goes and he was kind of going back on it's like does anyone have a fever does anyone have this because i need i need to know we're going to have to put... And he actually started telling us what to do. Oh, no one was sick. But it's like, yeah, um, we're going to have to put cold water... Uh, we're going to put um, water bottles in your armpits. It's like frozen oh, water bottles. Put them in your armpits. We're going to give you some um, ibuprofen. We're going to do a couple of things. And we're going to drop your temperature. we got to drop your temperature for a couple minutes. And then we're going to take that window of opportunity. And we're going to go through that scanner. And and then <laughs> and then you'll be fine. Your temperature oh, will be good. And he's like... And on top of it, so, like, this is the issue. And this was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. He's like, you can have, you got to listen to me. 
You can have Hong Kong doctors or you can have China doctors. You get to make the decision. And it was like it was like a threat. It's like, <laughs> oh do you want God. the Western doctors or do you want the Chinese doctor? And it was like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so like, and we didn't know anything. I mean, I think it, it was a big threat, but it's just like Jeez, we didn't know. So stressful. So yeah, it was kind of like, oh, it's like going to the, into the military. You're going into a demilitarized yeah. zone or something like that. Jeez. So I had a similar kind of story. Yeah, that no, that was that. like the first time I was like scared at an airport. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, everyone's watching me. Yeah. And then when you enter... Of course, you start to sweat just because of yeah. that, Yeah, right? I'm like getting tingles just thinking about having and to like, do that, deal with that stress. The airport in China, there's like no artwork, there's nothing, it's just like concrete. Mm. Like, there's n- oh. no decorations, nothing. It's like all like beige, not beige, like gray color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you just see like hordes of people walking, and then of course it's like communist country mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they had the hammer and sickle flag oh and i'm like where am i <laughs> like they're checking my temperature oh my am gosh. i okay yeah i was just like keep my head down and keep walking yeah oh, so man. never been so nervous at an airport but everything was fine yeah it's good i think just not to that extent of like being that nervous but this was when I was coming back to America from Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were flying from Iceland to Florida, actually. So two very different temperatures. Yes. Um, so when I got to the airport, I changed into like more comfortable airplane ready clothing, but I put on my Birkenstocks because Florida. Yeah. Um, and so as I was scanning my ticket to like get into the actual terminal area, uh-huh. like past security, they I was chosen as like a random mm-hmm. uh-huh. security selection. Um, but it was, like, at such an abrupt point. Because usually, I mean, I would assume I do that, like, either at the gate or at security. But it was, like, yeah. an in-between kind of time. Um, so my ticket wouldn't scan. And then the woman came over and she was like, oh, you've been s- randomly selected. Please come with me. And I was with my mom at the time. This was the first time <laughs> it had happened at such a random period. And my mom goes, oh, can I come with her? And the woman goes, no, you can meet her at the gate. And my <gasps> mom was like, where are you taking her? Oh, my <laughs> and God. And the woman was like, don't worry about it. She will meet you at the gate. And I was like, this oh. is, <laughs> you, what is happening? So, I mean, there was nothing we could do, like fight her or anything like yeah. that. So my mom was like, okay, okay. I'll see you, I guess. Um, so my mom went ahead. The woman took me through, like, like hallways. It wasn't, like, through. it was obviously in the airport, but she took me, like, through, like, the worker, like, the back way yeah. hallway. So it already felt, like, very... yeah. Nervous, nerve-wracking, and then... You're in your Birkenstocks. Yeah, me and my Birkenstocks, <laughs> too, in Iceland. And so we get into the room where they do, like, the whole full-body check with, like, the bags and everything. Um, and so I'm sitting there waiting for them to go through my bags, and then they come to, like, to my physical body check or whatever, and the woman looks at me, and she goes, nice choice of shoes for Iceland. And I was like, <laughs> like I'm going I'm- to Florida. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, yeah, no. that was fun. And then we finished, and she was like, please walk through that door. And then it was like I was back in civilization again. Yeah. It was very strange. That's That's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. I mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm always stopped. Me too. So it's like my name's on the board. Okay. What do you want to do? They like take off your shoes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what else do you need from me? And I'm like, what is this? This is a joke. But. Whatever. One time I I've never been to taken take... to a room. Oh, yeah, the rooms are kind of scary because they're all small and dark. Yeah, I don't but one do time that. I forgot to take my iPad out of my they backpack. Yelled at you. They yelled at me. Yeah. Oh, that was sad. That's, that's the bad. worst. I know. <laughs> I was, so, I was I'm like, sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I forgot. 
And and that's the funny thing is, it every time you go through the airport. It's a different set of rules. It is. Every week, it's a different. It's like you know, shoes on, shoes off, jacket on. Keep your jacket on. Keep yeah. your jacket off. It's like keep your keep your iPad in, but laptops out. Yeah. Keep out. Take out any anything that's larger than an i uh, larger than a um like a smartphone. I mean, just every single time you go there, you don't yeah. know what. Yeah. There's no. I mean, like it'd be nice if they had uniform rules every single time. Because at one point, it was just like, I was getting to the point, it's like, oh, okay. I'll just take everything out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I start emptying out my pockets, I take off my belt, stick it into the bag, right. start taking off my shoes, and then they start looking, don't, don't. Do they yell at you? <laughs> well, it's like, you don't have to turn, take yeah. off your shoes. It's like, what, what? It's like, okay. So start taking out the laptops, start taking out, no, no, iPads can stay. It's, <laughs> Make yeah, up your mind. Yeah, and then even at uh, like bigger airports where you would assume they're more up to date, yeah. like uh-huh. they have the stickers on the ground uh-huh. that are like, take off your uh, jackets, take off your shoes, remove your laptops and everything. But then once you, so you start doing that, like you said, uh-huh. but the stickers are outdated, like on the ground. Oh, You're trying no. to follow all the instructions and then you <laughs> get there and they're like, you didn't need to do any of that. Wow. And yeah. I think actually, I don't know if you've ever heard this, and I think I mentioned in a previous um episode a lot of this is what they call um security theatrics is that really it doesn't keep us any safer Mm -hmm. because so many things get through Mm -hmm. but it gives people more confidence that it's it's a safer system and because of that they can kind of randomly change the rules as time goes along and so like if they see like i've heard if you see a really really large line they start lowering the bar of what you have to do yeah but if like the line shoes, is short, you don't need to take off like i was right. in to- in la tom bradley international and lines were super long and everyone was taking off their shoes and they come up to me like oh you can just go there and i'm like oh do i need to take off my shoes They're like no yeah i've mm-hmm. actually seen it I'm where like, okay then <laughs> there's like a division in the line all of a sudden everyone after this doesn't have to take off yeah. their shoes mm-hmm. it's like wait a minute yeah what's happening here? yeah what's happening here it's no point i don't like the theatrics like i get it peace of mind for some people it makes people Mm -hmm. feel more comfortable but then if you actually read into it like how much stuff doesn't get through through? was it one out of 99 or like some crazy thing like one thing will get caught out of like the time that the handgun gets through yeah you know oh my gosh and it's like how are you not like how are those little screens not picking that up right well and 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 the liquids thing i don't get it why we have to have small I think eight fluid ounces or whatever. My assumption is that some people believe that you can mix them together and turn into yeah. some kind of chemical weapon or kind of some kind of explosive. That's what but I think. But if you so. had a whole suitcase filled with it in small little bottles, right? And then an oh, and your suitcase could be big bottles. No, no, in you know, your carry-on suitcase. Yeah, your carry-on. Well, your carry-on suitcase. You're only allowed to keep a one-quart bag, and no, you can't. Liquids have to fit in those little bottles yeah. in a one quart bag. You can't See, carry more than that. See, they have that rule, and I bring in I way more know full I, shampoo I was bottle. Say. Went yeah. through lotion. Yeah, they don't. I don't check. know if I follow that. Yeah, I don't. All. Like everyone who was in front of me, <laughs> maybe they're like first time flyers who are super nervous. They have like the little baggies, and they take them out separately. And yeah. I'm like, you don't even need to do that. I keep yeah. mine yeah. all in there. Well, until they catch you, you know. Yeah. I've then they'll just throw it away. You seed my bag, you know I where did. I've got my stuff. And the thing is, I actually have a bag. Is so so I'm traveling for my whole family. It mm-hmm. means 
I got all the cables. I have all the chargers in my bag. I have everyone's laptop. And they look at the, I mean, even yeah. when I see the thing go through, like, the rate, the um, x-ray, I'm, like, looking at it, it's like, that oh, my God, suspicious. that looks like a bomb. <laughs> you know? I mean, there is so, I mean, oh, there's so many cables and and battery chargers and and like wires and electronics in there. I'm yeah. like, yeah, they're gonna, they're that bag's gonna go back and forth. You know, like how they yeah, do yeah, the little yeah. back and forth in there. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So fun. Is there a particular airport that you guys like? Ooh, my favorite's Amsterdam. Oh, why? Airport. It's pretty big. It's like the main hub um, for KLM Airlines. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just, like, very nice. It's modern. They have the museum upstairs. They even have an outdoor terrace with a full KLM airplane on top that you could look at. Uh, Nice shopping. And then Amsterdam's known for tulips. So there's just, like, tulips everywhere in the shops. So that's always fun to look at. And they have lots of indoor parks set up for you to relax and just, like, sit in. So it's a great place to stay if you have like a four-hour layover. And then if I guess if you have a four-hour layover, technically you can make it to the city because it only takes 20 minutes by transport from the airport to the main city. Have you guys ever done that? No, I'm, I'm always so chicken. I'm too Even when I had seven hours, really? I was like, no. I did it in, um, where was it? Lisbon, Portugal. Uh-huh. So we had a similar layover. Um, How long of a layover? It was, we got there, I think at five. 5 or 6 a.m. and then we flew out at like 1 or 2 p.m. Okay. So it was like a full morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. That always scares out. the bejesus out of me. I know, same. I mean, I'm always afraid I'm going to miss my flight and, you know, I, I I mean, you can do, you see them all over mm-hmm. the place. Um, like, for example, I forget which one of the Washington, D.C. airports. If you go to the D.C. airport, um one of the Smithsonian's um, Air and Space Museums. So they have two Air and Space Museums. There's one downtown D.C. and there's one very close to the airport. So I believe lots of people actually will check their bags in. Ooh. And then there's a shuttle to go to the Smithsonian. And you can go, and that's where they carry like the really, really big planes. So the thing is like they own 747s and like a full uh, one of the space shuttles, I believe. I have not made it myself. And you can actually go there and that's where they actually have a hangar for the big stuff. And then you can take the shuttle back. And supposedly you can do it in like within two and a half hours or something like that. That's cool. But I'm always scared. I'm like, I I better stay here. What if I miss my flight? Yeah, yeah that was my fear too. But when I, because we traveled, it was me, my mom and my aunt. So my uh-huh. aunt's a really big traveler too. And so she, when she travels on her other trips, she always makes a point. If she has a long enough layover, she'll right. make a point to go to the city. So we've never, my mom and I had never done that. So we were also like, are you sure you don't want to just stay inside? Um, but Portugal is really nice because they have the luggage check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like That's super good. easy to find. You just give it to them. They give you the ticket. And right. then it's like pretty secure. Right. Um, it's hard to find that in America. Right. Like that when you feel comfortable leaving yeah. your stuff at. I believe even the Smithsonian I believe so. I may be mistaken about checking in your luggage and going because I also think I read you might be able to take one suitcase to the Smithsonian. 
that Air and Space Museum, mm. and you could check it in there and put it back on the bus and take it back. Oh. And I was just like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's that seems like a lot. Well, when there's a lot of family yeah. members. Yeah, you no. Know. It, and then in the Amsterdam airport, they have like a special travel tour guide that they know you have to come back to the airport. So they will personally take. It's like a shuttle bus will take you, and they have a two hour tour of the canal in Amsterdam. Oh, that's cool. oh my god! And then they take you back to the airport. Wow. So I'm like, that's like that's really a good nice. thing to do next time if I have yeah. like five or six hours. <laughs> yeah. So I did that in Portugal, and then this was like this one trip had a lot of long layovers. So we had one also in Boston. So. Well, I feel like when you're in the states, you're it's less it's, it's less, less stressful because you know what to do. Right? Yeah, country, <laughs> yeah. Yes. speak the language yes. fluently. So we were in Boston. Same idea it was like the, a morning layover. So we took the bus that picks you up at the airport. It dropped us off at the the dock or wherever, and we took uh-huh. a water taxi to the city, yeah. and then so like cool. wow. had lunch, and then Came took back. the subway back. Wow. Yeah, we used all the transportation. Then you did water, <laughs> land, underground, yes. train. Jeez, but so cool. what was um? Did you have a did you have a favorite a airport? favorite airport? No, <laughs> I think one that I'd want to go to is the Singapore airport. Oh, that one looks gorgeous. Yes. That one I would not mind having. Was I would not need to leave. Um, the jewel, right? It's like one aspect is called the jewel, the jewel. Mm-hmm. but a fountain. Yes, with a fountain. So that's one airport I would not need to leave. Yeah. Or feel the need to leave. <laughs> yeah. And Zen showed us a great video. Maybe he'll share it on our Facebook. It's the guys who tried to stay at the airport for four, four days. days. Four days. So Impressive. It's um I've been want, I want to go I mean if there's only re- if there's a reason to go to Singapore, this is one of the reasons yeah. to go to <laughs> Singapore. To see the I, I'm sorry, but um it is apparently such a beautiful airport that people tried to sneak in there if only to go shopping, even the locals. Hmm. But it's illegal, just like in the United States, yeah. it's illegal to get into the airport unless, or at least in Singapore, it's illegal to get into the airport unless you have a, a ticket. Yeah. So lots of people do lots of strange stunts to get into the airport or figure out how to stay there for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And there's two guys, and actually I've heard people getting arrested a couple of times, but oh, um, there's two, were they Americans? Do you think? I think Australian. Were Australian? Well, they Australian sounded American, but they were coming back from Australia. Oh yeah, to LA. So yeah. Oh, yeah. they were Americans, yeah, because yeah, okay. they landed in LA. Yeah, and so how did they, ma- did they make like a false ticket out? And yeah. So they got, they bought a ticket to come back home to LA, but then... Okay, air quotes, they missed the flight. Right. So then they rebooked it two days out. Yeah. So that they had their ticket that they are going to leave, but then instead of leaving the airport, they just stayed. Yeah. And that then was there. <laughs> they were asleep. They're trying to figure out where to sleep. I think that's the most stressful part. Like, yeah. Figure and, out where to sleep. And they're checking out the all the uh, all can, the, hotels, yeah, the hotels. Like you, you know, and they're like, oh, "We're not going to do that." At first, they're like, yeah. oh, "We're not going." And they're just like hanging out and trying to stay awake. And mm-hmm. it's a pretty funny. It's yeah. a pretty entertaining it video. Was, yeah, I enjoyed it. Ooh, Frankfurt Airport has like nice sleeper lounge, like sleeper lounge chairs mm-hmm. that you can like sleep in. It's quieter too, so. Yeah, I've tried those. Those are really nice. More airports should have those. Mm-hmm. That's what but the lounges are for, if you can get it. That's true. Now I have the lounge pass. So yeah. Before I didn't. So I'm like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> it makes a huge difference, huge right? Difference. Yeah. <laughs> I was. But, I think I, I told you about that. You, yeah, yeah, on our podcast. Yeah. So right before my trip to Europe, I got the visa card. 
yeah. so I could get the priority pass. Nice. So, um, it's been very good. I think one of my favorite hotels, uh, I'm sorry, my favorite um, airports would be Haneda Airport. Um, there's two major airports that service the Tokyo area. And Haneda, if you have a choice between the two, uh, I'm forgetting, I'm actually forgetting. Narita? Narita. Yeah. Um, don't fly into Narita, <laughs> if at all possible. Really? Fly into Haneda. And there's a reason. Um, Narita is over an hour out. Oh, That's it is. True. It's That's over true. an hour out, and it's through rural uh, mm-hmm. countryside, and it's and it's beautiful. If you want to see the countryside, I that's very different. But it's like a hundred dollars to get from the airport if you take a cab to yeah. the city, as opposed to Haneda is actually it's an international airport, and it's essentially in the city. So it, you will land in the city versus, and it's like anywhere in the downtown area is roughly about a twenty-minute drive. Mm-hmm. So you're saving forty minutes. You're saving forty minutes of time on your vacation, um, another forty minutes on getting out, and then you're also saving at least you know fifty bucks each direction. So you're saving another hundred dollars. Um, so I highly suggest taking Haneda because it's so much closer and it's just so, so more so more convenient. So you don't have to. You know, when it's an hour out, it's like, oh, do I yeah. need to? What if there's traffic? Maybe yeah. I should set aside two hours. <laughs> um, but it, the reason why I think the airport's so awesome is there's so much awesome shopping there. I mean, it's like this company. I mean, it's um, Japan. You know, for all the reasons I love Japan, they have it all there. Yeah. You go there and. They got the Kit Kats, all the different yeah. flavors. And like the Kit packaging Kats. of everything is so beautiful yeah. in Japan. It, it's fun. You, they have kimonos there. Yeah. They have the toilet seats yeah. there. They have the, <laughs> and the restaurant. I, some of the best food I've ever eaten was in the airport oh in, of the wow. airports. So uh, it, it's like if you can have some time, like if you can get to that airport a little bit early, I mean, it's not a problem because there's just so many things mm-hmm. shopping to go look at and that type of thing. It's a lot of fun. The second one that I really enjoy, if you have children and you're taking Eva Airlines um, mm. to Taiwan, mm-hmm. um, they fly out of Houston and they fly back and forth, Hong Kong and I believe uh, Japan. They have a special Hello Kitty. I've mentioned this before. <gasps> the Hello Kitty airline. Yeah. Airplane. And um, I've been on it. I've mentioned this before. Were you, did you know you was going to be the Hello Kitty one when you book it? Yeah, do you or have is to, it a surprise? Yeah. I booked it with the expectation. Where was I going? It was going from Japan. No, to Taiwan to Japan. And then later on back again from Japan to Taiwan. So I was booking it in that manner. And my, I was like, looked at all the different routes. I was like, this is the one. And my travel agent said, I actually used a travel agent on this one <laughs> because it was a multi-stop mm-hmm. flight. And she goes, no, I don't think that's a Hello Kitty one. And I'm like, that's got to be the Hello Kitty one. And I kept on looking online. And we, when we actually got from Taiwan to Japan, mm-hmm. sure enough, it was the Hello Kitty one. Nice. So my daughter was ecstatic. Yeah. But that terminal of the airport with that Eva Air, they have a Hello Kitty playground. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like an indoor Ew. playground. They got slides that you can slide down. And next to it is like a 
fairly large Hello Kitty store. Wow. And that end of the terminal is themed Hello Kitty. So, like, you go to the telephone booth. There's a bunch of Hello Kitty telephone booths. They <laughs> oh, got Hello so Kitty cute. statues. And then you're taking picture next to every single Hello Kitty oh statue. When wow. you get onto the plane, you got the Hello Kitty pillows. You got the Hello <laughs> Kitty. I mean, it's like Jeez. we still have the silverware because the plasticware that they threw away. Oh, like, so, like, like, you, you take a look on it. And they got, like, the Hello Kitties on the, mm, on the end yeah. of, like, of, like, a yogurt spoon and mm-hmm. such. And it's just, cute. like, if you like that type of cuteness even i'm not into hello kitty but even i had a great time because it's like okay this is you gotta admire that (laughs) yeah it's just like yeah yeah, uh, kudos you know yeah so that that if you have children um there's a houston flight i think they still have the houston flight to go to taiwan where they have the hello kitty if you have a chance it's Mm -hmm. at least do it once in your lifetime Mm -hmm, you don't have to do it again but just to be able to tell this in a bar, you know, the yeah. story in a bar with, oh, you know, did I ever tell you I was uh, on a on Hello, Hello Kitty, Kitty flight? <laughs> That's cute. So, those are my two favorite. Nice. Emily's thinking. Yeah, I don't have, I know, I like, I don't like LAX. <laughs> Anything about that. <laughs> LAX is not my favorite. Yeah. Was it Heathrow Airport? Maybe there was one. Well, I did not like Heathrow when I went. It was under construction Ooh. and everything was changing. Terminal this, terminal that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. where am I supposed to go? That's not fun. It was very, very. That was the most stressful. There was experience. one international airport. It might have been Heathrow, but I think I just admired their efficiency in the security line. Like it just moved very seamlessly in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where though. Germany, maybe. I have been to the Frankfurt, Denmark. Not Denmark. Amsterdam? No. We'll never know. Maybe <laughs> We're never going to get to it. It's this. okay. But yeah, I think I just admired their efficiency. Yeah. Um, In Poland, when I fly out from there, they are, they're pretty efficient, but it's pretty intimidating because the people who are doing the TSA are armed guards. Hmm. And then they're all standing around watching you, too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That doesn't seem intimidating at all. Yeah, they're full army suits and walking around with guns. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, I mean, actually, it's funny because... It makes you feel safe, though. I think there's a lot of countries that you're starting to see armed... they're, They're not military. They're not police. They're military that even wander the cities, you mm-hmm. know. And when I was in Paris the most recently, uh, about a year ago, um, you often saw armed guards with yeah. machine guns on the street. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. And it, I don't think I felt like I was intimidated. I think I felt, you know, safer. it's like a little safer that they're watching out. Yeah, so. that's true. That's a nice perspective. Mm-hmm. So, any others? Airport stories? Well, we have the, the terminal. The, the movie. Oh, tell us That's a, a great movie. <laughs> yeah. You guys all, you all both seen it, right? Terminal with Tom Hanks. Yes. Such a good movie. For our listeners who have not, do you want to tell? give a quick synopsis? So pretty much Terminal, Tom Hanks, he is a, um, he's coming from a country and he's at this airport in America and he wants to go, is it Chicago? It was some reason, like, his dad always wanted him to go there. And he can't enter Chicago legally because his country was at war and it no longer exists. Oh, my god! So he's a man without a country. I need to rewatch this movie, okay? (laughs) okay. I need to rewatch it. I I know the basis of it, that he 
he eventually can't. Well, not eventually. He can't get in. He can't get in. So right. he has no country. Right. Because so it's he's at war. Stuck in the airport. Yeah, he's stuck in the airport. His English isn't too good. The Americans are trying to. The immigration officials are trying to tell him, like, you can't leave. Like, you're con- you're without a home. So he just says, okay, I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's been waiting there for like days, weeks, months. I don't know how long he was waiting there. But then they try to. They don't know what to do with him. And they don't want it to be their problem, so they're hoping he'll just escape, and it'll be the state's problem, not the airport's anymore. So they're trying to like lure him to like exit, but he is being good and waiting, and he makes a home for himself in one of the terminals. Okay, sorry, I'm looking at the synopsis right now, just yeah. for me to remember. But um, and I guess it's based on a true story. Yeah. yeah. So there is a guy, a refugee. Um, from Ira- Iran, Iranian. yeah, mm-hmm. Iran, and I guess he couldn't go back to Iran because he was protesting. So he wasn't. Uh, he was, I guess, told never to come back to the country. So the impression I got was he was Iranian and kicked out of the country because he was um, protesting. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you were kicked out of the country for protesting, the uh, European Union had agreed to take those people who mm-hmm. were being kicked out of Iran. In but, Belgium, I think, right? And yeah. They said that they would take them. But there was no evidence that he was actually kicked out. Right. So he yeah. was just allegedly. He allegedly. Yeah, like, so out. they weren't admitting him into into the EU. Yeah. So he was, he didn't have, so I guess, and then he didn't, somehow lost his passport. Yeah, so his papers on a boat were stolen, he said, because then he took a boat. I don't know. So he had no passport, no ID, no country, and he ended up living in the airport for a while? 18 18 years. Oh my, (laughs) that's that's right. It was Charles de Gaulle. It was Charles de Gaulle, yeah. Charles de Gaulle, yeah. Yep, Paris, France. Stuck there 18 years. In the airport. Mm-hmm. And Emily, you couldn't deal with it for under 24 hours. I know. <laughs> I can't imagine that for 18 years. I guess years. one of the issues was both France and Belgium offered him residency, but he refused to sign the papers as they listed him as being Iranian, but he wanted to be British. Right, because his mother was like British. Yeah. And he so wanted that was to an go issue. He didn't want to go in as Iranian. Oh. So it was... Sounds I mean, like they, someone they wanted to a, hang out in the airport. <laughs> they offered him yeah. some solutions, but <laughs> they weren't the ones he wanted. Yeah, so that's, yeah. So that's amazing. Like I said, airports, some of the strangest places in the world. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't even, how do you live there for so 18 years? what wow, he did with his time. You, like the, Charles Nicole doesn't have hotels, I don't think. I don't think so. And especially, especially back, back then. then. Yeah. So he would just be reading, writing in his diary and studying economics. And he received food and newspapers from employees of the airport and visits from journalists. Yes. Because I think he was there up to like. 2006? It 2006. was fairly it's, recent. It's, it's yeah. not like in the 1940s right. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, from it was 1988 to 2006. So. That's crazy. Yeah, so you, you got to look this guy so up. So who knows, we might have seen him. 
When we were in Paris, Charles de Gaulle Airport walking around. Actually, that's fair. You might We might have seen we him. We might have seen him. <laughs> or seen his, his abode. Yeah, <laughs> his, his home. Yeah, I mean, like, where lodgings. do you take a shower and how do you... In the sink. So- I mean, it is Paris, too, so I don't know if yeah. he needed to take a shower that yeah. often. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, how do you get food? You're not working. And the employees the gave food. So he lived off a of charity for... Yeah. For 18 years. For 18 years. Yeah. And his parents stated that... They believed he was living the life he wanted. So they did nothing, I guess, from this guess, one article. I don't that know. We were, we're Maybe he wasn't of. completely. Yeah, it sounds there. like mm. sounds like someone because you think he would be able to get a passport too. Well, the reason was because he wanted to be British. It's like okay, just change it Iranian, then do the paperwork later. Right. Yeah, or maybe his mom could have gotten it. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Something who knows? weird, but. It, a great movie came out. It was a great movie. I yeah. want to watch it again now. Yeah. Well, it's good. All right. Well, I think we've done a little bit of coolness, a little bit of strangeness, and I think this is about time to wrap it up. So <laughs> if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes or on Google Play. It helps other people find us as we go up in the rankings. If you let your friends know, we also appreciate it. we love to have them be part of our listener family. If you like to have more travel stuff, stuff, as you heard us talk about, we have some social media where we post all sorts of randomness that's a lot of fun, trivia-like, and also helpful in your next trip. So check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and on Instagram, we put up photos of all the interesting places we've been. I'll try to get some Hello Kitty ones up and maybe get some. <laughs> yeah. Let me get the bagpiper ones up. Yes. Um, Last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. They offer only the best continuing professional education. And if you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And you won't be disappointed. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.